0: About two, you got just about two minutes to join us, and as we get ready for our Bible study, please go ahead and share this on your page, share this with somebody, invite somebody in. We want to welcome you to Liberty Christian Church International and our broadcast our midweek Bible study for this week. Amen. If you're on Zoom, let us know you're here. If you're on Facebook, let us know you're here. We want to make sure that we are reaching each and everybody's home on this evening is an awesome time to be in the presence of God. We got about one minute before we get started. And share this if you're on our social media platforms please go ahead and share this on your page we got about 30 seconds make sure you got your bibles your pen your notepad we're gonna get into some real serious work tonight International in our midweek Bible study. I'm so excited to be with you on this evening. We're going to open up with a word of prayer as we begin our evening on this one today. If all hearts and minds are prepared, let's go before the throne of grace right now. Father God in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for your presence, God. We thank you, God, for waking us up on this day, God. We thank you for bringing us through dangers seen and unseen. And God, as we begin this Bible study on this evening, we know your word declares to study to show thyself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of God. So, God, as we get into your word, we thank you, God, for the ability to hear from you clearly, the ability to speak clearly, the ability to understand clearly. And we ask, God, right now that you remove all hindrances out of our way from drawing closer to you. God, we thank you for today, and we ask you to forgive us of our sins, sins of admission and sins of omission, sins against your word, your plan, and your purpose in our lives. And, God, as we lay it all before your altar, lay it all before your feet, God, we ask, God, that you not only allow us to speak and hear and, and learn this word, but you allow us to make this practical to our life practical to our everyday living. Practical so that we can be better kingdom citizens and operating excellence. God, I thank you for this opportunity to stand before your people. I do not take it lightly, I do not take it for granted. So God, hide be behind your cross, and let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. You are my strength and my redeemer. You are my Savior, you are my joy, you are my peace are my comfort, you are my guiding, you are my hope, and I lift up the name of Jesus on this evening, the name that is above all other names, because it is in your son Jesus Christ that I pray, and I thank you God, in Jesus name, amen, amen, I want to make some confessions with you before we get into some word on this evening, amen. Amen. And and if you hear something that pertains to you, go ahead and repeat it for me. Please go ahead and repeat it for me. The first one is, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against me in judgment I condemn. That's Isaiah 54 and 17. I am established in righteousness, and oppression is far from me. Isaiah 54 and 14. The weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, that's 2 Corinthians 10 and 4. I take the shield of faith and I quench every fiery dart of the enemy, Ephesians 6 and 16. I take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and I use it against the enemy, Ephesians 6 and 17. I am redeemed from the curse of the law and I am redeemed from poverty, I am redeemed from sickness and I am redeemed from spiritual death. Galatians 3 and 13. I overcome all because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. First John 4 and 4. I stand in the evil days having my loins girded about with truth. And I have the breastplate of righteousness. My feet are shod with the gospel of peace. And I take the shield of faith. I am covered with the helmet of salvation. And I use the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Ephesians 6 and 14 through 17. I am delivered from the powers of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son Colossians 1 and 13 I tread upon serpents and and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall hurt me Luke 10 and 19 get this I do not have the spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind 2nd Timothy 1 and 7 Guess what? I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, Ephesians 1 and 3, and I am healed by the stripes of Jesus, Isaiah 53 and 5. Those confessions can guide you, those confessions, if you speak those things over your life, can can, can give you an opportunity to draw closer to God and understand what his word says about your life, and once again, I want to welcome you to our Bible study on this evening, it is an awesome time, if you are with us, whether by Zoom, whether by Facebook, Periscope, uh, or Twitter, however it may be, or you're watching us on Apple TV, Roku, however you found us, we are so glad that you are here with us on this evening, and we want to be in we want to begin and jump into this word. I have been dealing with this series, uh, dealing with excellence and walking in kingdom excellence. And today, I really want us to dive in a little bit more and understand and grow deeper in the Word of God, grow deeper in what God has been telling us, and grow deeper in how God has been calling us forward out of darkness into His marvelous light. Amen. So now, if if, if we've been dealing with that and and we're going to continue on today, um, I, I want you to realize. That 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 there are times in our life and times in our uh, mindset where we have to really understand um, that there are deals that we've been making in our life. So my question to you tonight as we begin this is what deals are you making? Making, if you can lift up your Bible real quick and repeat after me, as as we as we make our declaration, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. That I have a Bible. It is my personal copy. It is my personal of copy God's purpose. Of God's purpose. God's plan. God's plan. And God's design. And God's design for my life. For my life. Therefore, I am a believer. Therefore, I am a believer. And not a doubter. And not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. But I'm also a doer. And my life has been better. And my life has been better hearing the word, After hearing the of, word the of the living in God. Jesus name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. 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 We're going to dive into a lot of scripture on, the, on, to, on this evening. And once again, I say, I want you to realize um, and, and ask yourself this simple question. What deals are you making? What deals are you making? Because oftentimes, we are presented with, the, with deals in our life, both good and bad. So let's suppose tonight. I'm gonna ask you this question. Let's suppose tonight that someone walked into wherever you are, whether it's your room, whether it's your home, whether it's your uh, uh, if you're here at the church. Somebody walked in and made you a deal that you could not refuse. They they walked through the door and 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 and, uh, and and offered you something that you could not refuse. What would you do? Would you would you grab hold of that deal? Would you take that deal if if, if it was money? If it was Cars, if it was status, if it was clout, if it was uh, things that you desire in your life, ask yourself: No matter who that person was, matter whether you knew them or whether you didn't know them, would you accept the deal? Because this, what if someone texts you right now? And I gotta be real. If somebody texts you right now while you were in the midst of Bible study, and somebody said, "I offer you five hundred thousand dollars for you to stop watching Bible study, for you to get in your car, for you to come follow me. No questions asked. No, no, uh, no, no. You don't get an opportunity to see who the person is. But they simply said, "I'll give you five hundred dollars, five hundred thousand dollars if you stop doing what." whatever you're doing right now and follow me. Ask yourself this truthfully, would you take that deal? and you don't know where they're taking you, you don't know what they're going to do with you, you don't know what they're going to ask you to do, they're just offering you Uh, $500,000. And and a lot of us can look at $500,000 and think about the things that we could do. We could set ourselves in a better life, we could set ourselves up and pay bills, pay off debt, pay off a lot of things that that we have in our life going on. It could be the cargo, it could be setting money aside for your kids in college, it could be setting things aside. order for you to have a better opportunity so the question tonight is what deals are you making in your life and I'm glad you I'm glad I'm asking this question because the deals that you are making in your life to be truthful and honest with you whether it's spiritual or physical are setting you up on the journey and the path that you're going uh, that you're on right now in your life the directions you go the the, the the lifestyles you live are based upon the, the the deals that you've made in your life you you know when you sat down with that employer and and that employer offered you a position. You made a deal to operate and function on that job. When you had kids, you made a deal to be the best parent that you could be for your children. When you walked down the aisle and you stood before the preacher or at the justice of the peace, you made a deal to be the best spouse you could be for better or worse, in richer and in poorer, in sickness and in health. And a lot of times we miss the opportunity of understanding the ramifications of the deal spiritually and physically. Oftentimes, we look at things in a in, in a natural sense, so we miss what the spiritual ramifications are when we make deals, amen? Yeah. We miss what the spiritual understanding is when we get an opportunity to make a deal, because a lot of times when we look at deals, we look at deals for what is going to offer us physically, emotionally, and mentally, and miss the fact that it offers things also spiritually, amen? So tonight, we're going to look at some scripture, because... Uh, You might be thinking this scenario is so far-fetched if somebody offered you $500,000, but but, that there would be no one in the world who would be willing to accept something like that because you would think something came with it. But believe me when I say this, many of us have been lured away from the the kingdom of God, from a relationship with God, from lesser deals than someone offering you $500,000. Amen? Uh, a lot of times the deals that we've accepted have lured us away from relationships with Jesus Christ, from a relationship with God, from relationships that are meant to set us on a path, because we simply see the shiny trinket somewhere on the side. Amen. We see this because in uh, the reality is in the spiritual, Satan has been propositioning humankind since the beginning of time. And guess what? He started with Eve and he did not finish with Jesus. He's up. Operating in a lot of our lives in the same way. So you're saying, Pastor, what are we talking about tonight? But if you open up your Bible to Luke 4, real quick, I want you to see this real quick. Luke the fourth chapter. We're going to look at the first, uh, the first through the 13th verse, and I'm just trying to give you a backdrop real quick so that you can see this and how he simply puts uh, a deal there for us um, 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 that a lot of times that we miss the mark in taking it. Amen. So get this, Luke 4, the 1st through the 13th chapter, I mean the 1st through the 13th verse, amen. And it said, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm reading this from the New King James Version. It said, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, amen. It said, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he ate nothing. And afterwards, when they had ended, he was hungry. The Bible said in verse number three, And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus said, and Jesus answered him saying, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word out of the mouth of God, every word of God. Amen. Verse number five says this, but the devil taking him up on a high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority will I give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Verse number eight, it says this, and Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and have him only you shall serve. And him only you shall serve, excuse me. And verse number nine said, then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the what? Son of God. Throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. Verse number 11 says, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. The devil is real tricky. He's real conniving. And Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said, you shall not do what? Tempt the Lord your God. And verse number 13 said this. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, not just one temptation, but what? Every temptation, he departed from him until the opportune time. Time that we we see in this text, and we see here, we we honestly really look at this fact that Satan was offering Jesus deal after deal pertaining to things in this world because he thought he he thought that for a second he may be able to get Jesus to uh to to succumb to his human nature. And why? Because so often in time, when, when Satan presents these things to us at a moment of vulnerability, we bite the apple and take the bait of the, what he's been trying to deliver to us and what he's been trying to say to us. When we look at sin, when we look at how the Bible defines this, when we look at what Jesus tip, was tempted with in this moment of time, the first thing, he caught Jesus when he was hungry. He caught Jesus when he was hungry, and and he had not eaten, and he caught Jesus at a moment where where Jesus' flesh was like, I need something to sustain me. He caught him at a moment of time, and he tempted him at a moment of time that was putting him in a position of saying, my body yearns and desires food, so here you go if you allow yourself to succumb to me. Yeah, oftentimes in our life, do we allow ourselves to be tempted and allow ourselves to succumb to Satan's sin when we're something that our body needs, something that we feel like we have to chase after, something when we feel like we have to go after. We allow deals to be made with the enemy so that we can feel satisfaction at that moment. Is there ever in a moment in your life where you felt set, where where you wanted satisfaction from something, but you knew God was trying to turn you away from it? Amen. Was there ever a point in your life where you're like, God, I know I don't need this. God, I should not be desiring this. I should not be partaking in this, but my flesh is stopping me from really seeing what you have for me. My flesh is telling me that that, that I have to have this at this moment. In a lot of people's lives, it may come from money. It may, when when the the, the food represents something that you need. So it may come from money. It may come from something that that you're yearning at that moment that Satan is saying, I have it for you. Are you going to walk away from God? Are you going to walk away from the kingdom? Are you going to stop believing what the word of God says? And are you going to believe what I said? so he offered him bread. He offered Jesus bread in that first text, in that first part of the scripture, and it was at a moment of vulnerability. But then not only that, when Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, then Satan said this. Okay, I, you, you got me there. I, I know that you that, that you may not desire uh, something to eat. You might be strong in that area. So he said, now I'm going to take you up on the top of a mountain, and in a moment of time that that that's something major right there he didn't just say the kingdoms that were at hand right there satan said in a the bible says that in a moment of time he showed him all the kingdoms of the earth of the world of the earth. Amen. He said, I'll show you everything that you could potentially have, and if you bow down and worship me, I'll give it to you all because it's been delivered unto me. Because we know what? Satan is the prince of this world. He has authority over a lot of things in the world and in the earth. So he took Jesus and said, in a moment of time, I can show you things from right then in Jerusalem all the way to the end of time. And if you bow down, I'll give you access and a Authority to all of that, all of the things that 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 are coming up, the things that you can see, he he showed uh, he showed Jesus everything in a moment of time, and Jesus said, "No, thou shalt have no other Lord. Uh, thou shalt worship no other God but God. Uh, no, thou shalt have no other God before God." Amen. And so now we see Jesus being tempted with the things of this world, the 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 glamour and the authority that 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 is here in the earth, and we see Jesus being able to withstand Satan's attempt. This is the blueprint of how we deal with Satan, amen? Because often when we make these deals in our life, when we simply say, uh, when we simply miss the mark of what God is calling us to do, the purpose he's calling us into, the plan of action that he has for us, a lot of times the deals are based upon what our flesh desires our flesh desires authority so he'll present an opportunity for authority that's adverse to what the word of God has been telling you he'll present you with an opportunity that's adverse than what the word of God has been showing you and uh giving you in your life so so Peter and so now if we see this um we we gotta realize that Satan has not been uh put out of business from making deals with people Amen. We see it every day. We see people sell their souls. We see people sell their bodies. We see people go through situations in their life where they're saying, I got to rely on what my flesh chases after. And the Bible tells us that what? We should walk in the spirit and not of the flesh. For the uh, flesh is against the spirit and the spirit is against the flesh. So that they will not do, so you will not do that which you are, which you desire to do. Amen. So now if that's the case and we're operating in this mindset and operating in this mold, we got to really begin to, to, to grab hold of these deals and begin to take back authority in our life for some things that we've done in our early part of our life. So now I, I want us to keep going. I, I want us to look a little bit further and look at 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, looking at the eighth verse. Why? Because I believe that in this book uh, in, in this book that Peter, in, in this letter from Peter, I believe that he gave us a, a, a mindset to understand. Because when we see Satan at with Jesus, we, we understand that Jesus was Jesus. Jesus was the Son of God. Jesus had supernatural power. He had supernatural authority. He could see the beginning from the end because he was God personified in the flesh. But what does Peter say in the fifth chapter and the eighth verse? He says what? Be sober. Be vigilant, um, yeah. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks about like what? Like a roaring lion, doing what? Seeking whom he may devour. I need somebody to write that down. Uh, I'm gonna read it again. Be sober. That means having a clear mind. Be vigilant. That means you're you're, you're on guard. Because your adversary the devil. That means he's not your friend. And too often times do too many people believe that just because you're living in sin, that makes Satan your, your friend. He knows he's your adversary. He does not want to see you prosper. He does not want to see you do well. He does not want to see you advance. And the opportunities that he gives you are not for you to advance on a permanent basis, but it's for you to get a temporary solution so that you can have an eternal damnation. Amen. It, it is for you to not be able to, to advance and have kingdom status, king, to have kingdom citizenship, not to be able to say that you're a child of God. He's doing the things that he's doing and presenting you the deals that he presents you in order for you to take the bait while you miss the mark of God. Yeah, one of my favorite TV shows that I love and, and game shows that I like to, that, that I like to watch is called what? Deal or No Deal. It's a game show where they put up a whole, they put up a hundred box or 20 suitcases, I believe. I can't remember how many suitcases. But they put up a lot of suitcases. and, And each suitcase has a dollar value in it. You get to pick one suitcase and put that suitcase next to you. And then you go through all the rest of these other suitcases, hoping that this one suitcase that you have has the million dollars in it. Amen. And if it has the million dollars in it and you last to the end of the game and you and you wrap with that one suitcase it, 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 then you will win what's in that suitcase. But too often in this game, just like life, people, uh, people get scared as they pick the suitcases. They get scared by the numbers they pick. And somewhere in between, while they're picking numbers, what happens? There's a person that's called a banker that sits in an office. That job is to get you to uh, to deflect from the suitcase that you have and the things that you picked to make you want to buy out and take the advantage of what they're offering. Somebody say, where are you going at, Pastor? Because Satan is that same type of banker. When you have picked the suitcase with the Word of God, you have picked the suitcase with Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you have picked the guaranteed suitcase in your life that's going to benefit you, that's going to help you develop into a kingdom citizen, that said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That suitcase that, that, that when you pick Jesus Christ and he's that suitcase, he said, I'll clothe you in white garments, I'll make you clean I'll make you priceless I'll do all of these things for you if you just ride with me if you just continue to choose this one no matter what the enemy presents to you the, the, the Bible says this in verse number 8 it says be sober be diligent because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion he walks around trying to see how he can get you he walks around trying to see which way he can manipulate you. He walks around trying to see which way that he can devour your soul. The Bible says, "Seeking whom he may devour," because in, because he stay uh, because in this place he is constantly looking for prey. See, you, you you gotta realize that in the eyes of Satan, you are not worthy of anything but to be devoured. You are his prey. You are not his friend. You are not his, uh, his, his joy, his peace. He doesn't take pride in you in any kind of way. He despises you because you have access to the Father, which he lost. You have access to, to God and the provisions of God. God created you in his image and in his likeness. And no matter how crea- how beautiful he created Satan, no matter how much he, he did for him when he was Lucifer, Satan got too prideful about his beauty but God said I created you in my image and in my likeness I created you for good works and even when you sin I've already given my son up for a sacrifice for you so that you will not be bound to the life with Satan You will not be bound to the lake of fire. So if you're not bound to the lake of fire, you have to continuously make sure that you're taking the right deals in your life. Somebody say, I got to make the right deal. I gotta make the right deal in my life, seeking whom he may devour. Because, like I said, it has been said that once he knows that Satan, once he or a lion, once a lion knows that his uh, knows that he can go in for his prey, he continues to go around the prey, making a sound over here, making a sound over here, so that that person does not know exactly where he's attacking from. That, that nobody knows exactly where that lion is attacking from. And do you realize that Satan functions and operates in your life in the same manner? While he's going around you, he continuously makes a sound over here or offer a deal that looks good over here. That will make it look like you're following God, but you're actually following man. It'll make another deal over here that resembles something else. And and he's doing it so that he can get your attention off of knowing that he's trying to attack in order for him to gain access to you. These deals that we accept, these deals that we are making, these things that we are allowing in our life, and deals of what? Deals with our finances. Deals in our home and relationships. Deals with how you want to uh, be seen in the world. Deals of, 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 of uh, uh, economic status. Um, deals of different things in your life We have to make sure that we are submitting these things to God and not to the authority of this world. Somebody say, I got to make a right deal. I got to make the right deal. Why? Because get this. When when this lion is coming after you and, and he keeps changing his position, he keeps confusing the person that he's trying to attack. He makes you dazed and confused. You ever been in a place where you're like, God, I thought I was headed in the right place. God, I thought I was doing the right thing. But it seems like I'm I'm finding attacks from this place and that place, and and things are coming from behind me. Things are coming all around me. Uh, It seems like the enemy is closing in on me. And God is simply saying this, if you stay the course and you follow me, then you will not be confused by what's coming about. Matter of fact, you'll know what the enemy voice is, and you'll know the difference between the enemy's voice and my voice and he said my people hearken to my voice and he said I know my people know my voice and they hearken unto me but too often times we get confused because we see that we hear the enemy and the enemy may sound flattering the enemy may sound uh, may sound like may sound like something that we desire fleshfully and we'll mix it up with being something of God. But God is saying, no, I, I, I'm trying to tell you, if you are abiding in my word, if you're following my word, if you're following my principles, if you're living by faith, if you're operating in righteousness, if you're operating in holiness, yes, you may fall. Yes, you may have mistakes. But if you're operating the way that I called you, if you're allowing your mind to be renewed, as long as you stay on me, as long as you keep your focus on me, the enemy cannot confuse days. Or confuse you. Because your mindset and your eyesight will do what? Look to the hills from which cometh my help. Your mindset and your eyesight will continuously to be on the plan of God. You'll look to the son. You'll look to the author and the finisher of your faith. You will not succumb to what the end, the deals that the enemy is trying to make. See, Jesus did not succumb to it because he kept his focus on what the word of God said. Amen? He kept his focus on what the plan of God was. So because he kept focused on what he knew his father said, and he knew that his father had already prepared him, he, he did not have to succumb to what the enemy tried to do to him. See, we, we, we got to realize that, that church is not just to jump and shout on Sunday, but it's to prepare you for the attack of the enemy. The word of God. The word, the, the word of God, this, this word right here that oftentimes sits in the back of your car, that oftentimes that you don't open up the Bible app. It's cute that you got it. It's cute that you read the verse of the day. But if you're not meditating on this word both day and night, if you're not in this word, learning this word, if you're not gaining an understanding of what God said, what point is it to have it when you're allowing the enemy to make deals that you're accepting in your life? Somebody say, I got to make better deals. I got to make better deals. See, we, we, we really got to understand. See, the, the, the metaphor with the lion is, is used for Satan's appro- uh, approach to you because he likes to select, to corner, and to devour his prey. But see, God has a plan for you so that you will no longer be victimized. Somebody say, I'm no longer a victim. I'm no longer a victim. James 4 and 7 says this get this therefore submit to who God. to God guess what resist the devil and he will do what flee from you resist the devil and he will flee from you so you gotta submit yourself unto God you gotta make sure that you have taken a posture a stance a submittive place to say God you are the head of my life. God, you are my authority. God, you, you said that if I, if I lay all my cares at your feet, you said if I lay all my problems, if you said if I, if, if I lay all my issues at, at your feet, that you would take them upon you. He, so, so now, if he said, therefore, submit to God, that means I got to give God full reign over my life. We use this word when we're talking about the prayer shift. We use strategic sovereignty. Amen? Strategic sovereignty. Strategic means in our prayers, they have to be deliberate. The sovereignty of God means that he has full control, full authority. He has full right to operate in your life. That deal that you made with God to give him your life gave him full access and full control to your life. But the, mind, the 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 small deals that you have made with the world begin to take back bits and pieces of that authority. Yeah, so 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 we got to be in a place where we're resisting the devil. That means when he comes in, that doesn't mean he's just going to go away. The word resist means I'm putting up resistance. I'm fighting back. I'm speaking the word of God. How do we resist them? With God's word? How did Jesus resist them on the mountain? With God's word? How did Jesus resist them when it came to the food offering? With God's word? How did he resist them when he said, uh, Throw yourself off of here? And, for, for, uh, and, the, and Satan tried to use the word of God. But Jesus knew the word of God. That's too many of our issues. We don't want to study this. And I'm glad you're here tonight because we got to study this. The Bible said, study to show thyselves approved. A workman who need not. A workman, that means you're using this in your life. The practical application of the word in your life. It's not just for holidays. It's not just for Easter. It's not just for Christmas. It's not just for times when you feel like that, that, that you need a financial blessing. But the word is constantly using this word that they're ingesting, that they're eating, that they're taking hold of. They're constantly using it in the application no matter what you're going through. When you're going through trouble at home, when you're going through trouble on the job, when your mind not right, you got to know what the word of God says so you can speak it over your life. You can begin to pray what the word of God says, not just pulling out all the scriptures about finances. No, let me pull the scriptures out about who God said I am. Let me pull the scriptures out about love, the way that God loves you. Let me pull scriptures about what is right and wrong. Let me pull scriptures out about what sin is. Let us pull scriptures out about all these things so that we can be the workmen who is rightly dividing the word of truth. The word of truth. This is God's word. This is his applicable principles for us. Amen. Amen. So now let's, let's realize this word submit means to yield to God in all things. Whatever God says, do it. And do all of it. See, too often do we want to do do partial pieces of what God tells us. Amen? Too often do we want to just simply, we want to pick and choose what God says that we do. And then wonder why everything is not lining up when God gives us a revelation of what he promises us. Well, God, you said I would have this, but you cut corners getting to this place. So we gotta begin to we 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 gotta begin to submit. Get this. Resist means this. Yield in everything to God. Yield in nothing to Satan. You cannot yield to any anything to Satan. Resist and, and oppose him in whatever way he approaches you. Whether, whether it is through threats. Yeah, the, you 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 better do this, or this is gonna happen. Yeah, we got to resist the threats of Satan because he, he, he will threaten you. He'll threaten the areas of your life. He'll threaten your family to cause you to fall. He'll threaten a whole bunch of other things. He'll, he'll even present fascinations to you. Oh, you know you should like this. Yeah, and, and he'll present fascinations of the world. And he also gives empty and flattering promises. Empty and flattering promises. What, what, what's been empty and flattering in your life? See, we know that Satan may still be able to roar, but Jesus has taken all the bite out of him. Amen? He has taken all the bite. He has taken the, the, the poison from it when he died on the cross. He took the poison out of the, the, the arrows. He said, no fiery darts will, be, will, come, will hurt you. He said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Yeah, but, but oftentimes we become, and I saw this earlier, oftentimes do we become the weapons that's destroying our own lives. We got to stop making these deals. Amen? So resist, resist, and resist. And do not give place to the devil. Let's, let's, let's look at Ephesians 4 and 27. It simply says this, what? Do not, well, nor give place to the devil. That means you cannot let him move into your house. What house am I talking about? The house of your spirit. You cannot allow Satan to have dominion in your life. You have to constantly make sure that your heart is being guarded your home is being guarded. You gotta pray without ceasing. You gotta pray strategically. You gotta listen for the voice of God. You gotta begin to operate. You gotta stop accepting deals that are temporary in your life, that that are only presenting you with temporary satisfaction. You gotta stop. Pre- you gotta stop allowing these things to happen in your life. Listen you got to also do this, dress for the occasion. Ephesians 6 and 11 says what? My favorite scripture, my, one of my favorite scriptures. I, the whole Bible is my favorite scripture, amen? But it says this, put on the what? Whole armor. He didn't say just put on part of it. He didn't just say put on the helmet of salvation. He didn't say just put, put peace on your feet. He said put on the what? Whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the what? The wiles, the tactics, the plan, of who? The devil. Too often we'll we, 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 we put on the breastplate of righteousness, but don't shout our feet with the gospel of peace. So we walk around righteous, but without peace. We'll, we'll put on, we'll, we'll know the word, but we won't operate with salvation. We'll, we know the word, but we don't function and operate in truth. Amen. We, we know the word. And so and, and, and yet we, we're not putting on this whole armor. So we're, when we get attacked and the enemy finds a, 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 a way in, we're like, God, but I said your word. But are you operating in righteousness? I said your word, God, but are you operating in peace? I said your word, God, but my, uh, my but uh, but my uh, but my loins gird about with truth. I I know your word, God, but but there are other areas that we're missing at, and we're and the enemy knows these areas that we're weak at, and we begin to lose hope and lose trust, and we begin to make the wrong deals, trying to get certain things back in our life. Somebody say I got to put on the whole armor. Matter of fact, somebody typed that out for me. I got to put on the whole armor of God. Because Satan's M.O. has been the same thing ever since the beginning of time, he appeals to the carnal mind that is through all that is in the world. He appeals to your carnal mind. The Bible says, "The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye, and the lust of eyes, and the pride of life." Amen. It says it right there. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not what of the Father, but it is of the world. And, and, and so, then we see that he will do all he can to keep you in, in service to him, which is honoring your flesh. And if you look at Romans 6 and 10, it said, For the death that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. We got to come out of service to the enemy. Because if we, were, if we died with Christ, that means we were raised with Christ. If the old man was killed off and the new man was born, you do not live in service to the world. You do not live in service to Satan. You do not live in service to those sins. Even though there takes that may take time for you to come out from some sins that you do. And I'm not gonna sit there and put that on you because you can be instantly delivered. But there are. But you also have to realize that you have to resist some things, even in your life. You gotta resist some sins. God gave you the keys, the authority, and the power to resist. Somebody say, "I gotta resist." See now, how do we circumvent the deals of Satan? Guess what? You gotta crucify your flesh. You gotta crucify your flesh. Yeah, I am gonna say that two more times for the people in the back. You gotta crucify your flesh. You gotta crucify your flesh. Listen, the first thing you need to do, you have to, you have to admit what you struggle with in order for the ba- in order to battle through it. Too oftentimes do we not wanna bring what we struggle with to the throne of grace. Because we feel like that God doesn't know. But God already knows what we struggle with. He said he has given us a way of escape through everything. Jesus put it like this. Count it all joy for I have overcome every trial and tribulation. So if he's already overcoming. And we say that we're heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. Not just in the blessing but in the deliverance. You have to admit what you struggle with in order to battle through it. Anybody got some battles they going through in their life that they need to, they, you gotta, you, you know that you've struggled with this over and over and over again. And God is saying, when are you going to admit that you have a sit, that you have a situation, that you have something that you battle with? Whether it's addiction, whatever it may be in your life, you know that that, that you struggle with something. And God is saying, when you can admit to the struggle, I can deliver you from the battle. Yeah, somebody need to post that real quick. If you admit to the struggle, I can deliver you from the battle. We we all are looking for the opportunity to come out. And number two, if you don't open up the entrance for Satan, uh, you can't, let me, I, I put this, I said if you don't, if you don't open up the entrances for Satan to move in, you can crucify your flesh. I know it has an extra word in there. But if we don't open up the entrances, that means we don't give him the keys. A lot of times, Jesus put it like this. Lo, I stand at the doorway and knock. And if any man open up the door, I'll come in and sup with him. How many times do you invite Satan in to come sup with you and then say, Jesus, what am I going to do? Yeah. I, I need you to understand that in order to get to this place, we got to crucify some things on the inside of us. Amen? Some, some fleshly things. Let's look at scripture real quick. I told you I had a lot of scripture for you on this evening. Galatians 5 and 24. And those who are Christ, and those who are Christ, I'm going to say that again. And those who are Christ, that means you belong to Christ, have crucified the what? The flesh with its what? Passions and desires. And those who are Christ have crucified. That means your your, your fleshly desires, the fleshly passions that are against the will of God, the purpose of God, and the plan of God. You put them on the cross. You've nailed those fleshly desires to the cross. You've taken the hammer. You've taken it and nailed it just like they nailed Jesus to the cross to die. Amen? When they nailed him to the cross to die, hallelujah, they, they nailed him like this. When are you taking those, those fleshly things and saying, here, God, I'm nailing this to the cross to be killed. I'm nailing this to, to the cross to die. Here, God, here it is. Here, here's all of me. I'm crucifying my flesh. Romans 6 and 11 says this, likewise you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. You have to like, he said, likewise you also. Who? You. As much as you think you're not worthy, if you gave yourself over to God, if you surrendered your life to Him, or even if you're at that place right now where you're saying, "God, I, I, I need to come to you. God, I, I, I need you in my life. God, I need you. Uh, I, I need you to take authority and take over and to take over in my life." He said, "Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin." One of the things that I hear people say all the time, and, I'm, and, and it makes me cringe a, a lot of times. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings real quick. If you gave yourself to Christ, if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are no longer bound by sin, correct? If you gave yourself to Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, the Bible said that Satan and God can't exist in the same place at the same time. So that old man that was full of sin died. The new man that's been born is not the same sinner that died. That new man that's born was a sinner saved by grace. Somebody declared, I was a sinner, but I'm saved by grace. Yes, you have the a capacity and the ability to sin. But you are not bound by sin. You are not bound in in, in any way, shape, form or fashion to live a life that's sinful. Amen. You are free from sin. You are free from the guilt of sin. So you are no longer uh, alive to sin. But you are dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Galatians uh, 2 and 20 says this, I have been crucified with who? With Christ. What did Jesus die for? Our sins. It is no longer I who live, that means you, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, guess what? I live by faith in the Son of God. When do we talk about Sunday? Faith. Faith is the hope of things. Uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things that are not seen. By faith the worlds were formed. We talked about this. By faith the elders obtained a good report. By faith we are able to operate different than what the sinner operates. Amen. He said, in the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. My faith is that I can do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. My faith says that I, that I am the head and not the tail. My faith says that I am above and not beneath. My faith says that I can come out from amongst them. My faith said that because Jesus died and I died with him when he got up with all power in his hands, that I'm, uh, I, that I have access to that same thing. We have to live and operate by faith. It goes on to say, who loved me and gave himself for me. See, we got got to begin to familiarize ourselves with the works of the flesh because Satan will not mention them in the deals that he's presenting in your life. And if he's presenting these things in your life, you uh, got to adapt and understand, how do I fight this flesh? How do I fight these things that the world is throwing at me? How do I get rid of this feeling that I feel internally? How do I get rid of these things that I've been going through? How do I accept what the will of God is for me, the purpose of God is for me, the deal that God has on the table for me? How do I accept that in my life? Somebody say, I gotta make the right deal. I gotta make the right deal in my life. Why? Because this, Galatians 5, 19 and 12 says this. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, and heresies, envy, murder. Drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, those who get this, practice such things, will not do what? Inherit the kingdom of God. I'm going to read that one more time for you as we get ready to close out on this evening. He said, now the works of the flesh, the things that you cannot operate under, he said they are evident, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry. What is, let, let, Let's deal with idolatry real quick. Anything that you put on as in, in an idol status before God, anything that you make an idol in your life, you can make shopping an idol. You can make your looks an idol. Sure enough, we saw Satan do that. You can make your looks your idol. You can make your children your idol. You can make your spouse your idol. You can make your job your idol. Anything that you put before God in your life, you make these things idol and they are of the flesh. He said these things are evidence, evident sorcery. Stop trying to curse people. Stop trying to pray that God kill people. Mm. Stop trying to pray. The, stop. Stop learning how to do uh, uh, voodoo and all these other wicked things, sorcery. People telling you incantations and, and and chants and stuff to try to fight off the enemy. To try to fight off these things. No, you are now operating in sorcery. Hatred for one another. Loving one another. Sorcery, these secret societies. Wait, oh, Jesus. These secret societies that, 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 that deal with these things on a, a, under, underneath the ground root and the foundation is built on sorcery. But you subscribe to it because it makes you feel good. It's great for the community. It's great to do, things, do certain things with them. But it's rooted and grounded in sorcery. Anything that denies who God is, is operating in sorcery and divination. Hatred, contentions, hatred. We got to love one another. The Bible says, how can you love God who you can't see if you can't love your brother who you do see? Jealousies. We operate in jealousy as a people, even in the body of Christ. This church got this. This pastor got this. They're getting blessed like that. Why am I getting blessed like this? What, what are you doing right here? Why Jealousies. When God said, run your race, outburst of wrath. We got to learn how to control the temper. Selfish ambitions. Dissensions how I'm walking away from this one because they, they told me about myself and I ain't like it, so I gotta separate myself from it. Here it sees. All of these things, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things, that means they're continuously Doing these same things over and over and over again. A lot of people don't understand why they're not getting ahead in life. I talk about forgiveness in your prayers. But when we operate in envy over and over, when we're causing things to die in others' lives, we're murderers. You don't like that somebody's advancing. So you gotta tell people about all the stuff that they did in the past. You're murdering things. He said you will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're gonna dive into this some more on next week. But what deals have you made? What jealousies have you operated in? What things have you done that God is simply saying, you made deals and now it's time to rewrite the contract and bring it back to me. You gotta rewrite and destroy some things that you've made, that you've put in stone with the enemy. It's time to break the strongholds. It's time to break that mindset. It's time to break things and bring it back to where I called you to be. What did I call you to do? Where did I? What did I call you into? If I called you out of darkness, into my marvelous life. Do you realize that I have something so much better for you? If we're walking in kingdom excellence, we got to make sure the deals that we've been doing are that of God. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this word on this evening. And God, we ask that this word fall on fertile ground. That if there's anybody under the sound of my voice, God, that struggles, that have been dealing with and making deals with the enemy, that God, they bring, that, they bring those things, they bring their hearts, they bring their confessions to you right now. God, we submit all of our mind, all of our heart, all of our spirit to you. And we ask, God, that you have your way. We ask God that you mend broken hearts, that you deliver those that need deliverance, that you heal those that need healing. We ask God that as we continue this race, that you present us in a fashion where we're finishing strong. Where we're strong to the finish. Where we know the race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong. But that we're finishing this race, that we're walking this journey, that we're. Lining ourselves up, our minds, our hearts, and our spirits with you. Now, Lord, let this word be followed by signs, miracles, and wonders in the lives of your believers. And those that need deliverance, God, let them cry out to you right now. God, deliver me deliver me from my past, deliver me from drunkenness, deliver me from envy, deliver me from jealousy, deliver me from fornication, deliver me from adultery, deliver me from hatred, deliver me from gossiping, deliver me from backbiting, deliver me from things that I've said that was contrary to your word, deliver me from my tongue, deliver me from my mind, deliver me from my heart, deliver me from my spirit in the name of Jesus. Father God, release your Holy Spirit in those that are making that confession right now you know the hearts desire God and where the the spirit is God where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty so God we ask right now that you liberate your people right now in the name of Jesus let us walk according to your word and not as as according to the flesh Let your Holy Spirit begin to be our lead, our our guide, and our comforter to lead us in all things. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Listen, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, The Bible said in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you shall be saved. It's just as simple as that. The major part is that you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You are, you're at this place right now where He's saying, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's nothing like being a child of God. Does that mean all your problems go away? No. But what it does mean that you have a God that you you can give all your problems to. Mm -hmm. If that's you, pray this simple prayer. Lord forgive me of my sins I ask you to come into my life I believe that Jesus Christ is the the son of the true and living God that he came that he walked the earth that he died for my sins but not only that was he risen from the grave and he has authority and power to death, hell, and the grave and I receive you into my life In Jesus' name. Amen. Just that simple, you are saved. Just that simple. I want to welcome you to the kingdom of God. I want to welcome you into the body of Christ. Get yourself in a Bible-believing church. A Bible-preaching, a Bible-believing, a Bible-based church. We would love to have you here at Liberty. You can reach out to us. You can text us. You can send us a message. Go to our website, www.lccimd.org, and you'll find our our contact information. You can text the the word new. I can't even remember the number, but it'll be, we'll have it for you soon. Amen. But I want to welcome you into the kingdom of God. I want to hear from you. You can post a comment. You can email me at pastorthomas at LCCIMD. No, lccionline.org, amen, lccionline.org, amen. I love you with the love of God. As we leave here, I want you to remember, you can always sow at liberty. If if God is leading you to sow, if this has been a blessing to you, we would love for you to sow. You're sowing into fertile ground, you're sowing into a kingdom-building church. You're sowing in a a community-driven church, amen, and we want you to be a part of it. Right now, you should see on the screen ways that you can sow our cash app. You can give to Liberty Church MD, or you can find our text number to give that way as well. Amen. And I want to leave you with this. Live on purpose, live for a purpose, but most importantly, live in God's purpose. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. liberty. Join us this Sunday at uh, either one of our services at our 1130 replay or at our 430 live service. We'd love to have you. Um, If you want to visit us, we are taking RSVPs for, uh, if you would like to visit us, we're located at 15222 Old Chapel Road, Bowie, Maryland, 20715. Amen. I love you with the love of God. Be blessed and have a wonderful evening.